Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's edition of the Chapter by Chapter podcast. I am your host, Will Cowan. Ah, for the great hunt, I am your host, Will Cowan. Oh, With man. me is my good friend and co-host, Steve. And we're not hey, doing, everyone. we're not, we're not off a great start already. Now, Will's, Will's got a lot of words flying out of his mouth hole right now at you. And I just want to slow things down. I want so much take coffee. Away. Oh my, oh my, <laughs> oh me, oh my. You know, you know what our juxtaposition is? You know, we're like that little cart. We're those two cartoon dogs, right? You're Spike and I'm the little guy that jumps around Spike going, hey, Spike. What is he talking about? More uh, Looney Tunes. There's a little cartoon, two little cartoon dogs. There's a dog named Spike, and there's a little guy that's not Spike. I don't remember. I'm gonna be honest. Name. I wasn't expecting you to respond that. I tried to say it without you noticing it. Just keep talking. Okay. Well, <laughs> 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 welcome everybody. Chapter forty-four. We are getting into another good day of the Great Hunt. Before we want to talk about, it, we said yesterday. I remember. I I got I got steel trap right here that we're gonna talk about aliens. I yes. don't really have I don't <laughs> I don't have I don't have a lot of talk about aliens, but this is what I was paying attention to for the last little bit. We already revealed what our mystery show that we've been hinting at for the last I don't know, couple weeks that we've had, who killed the radio star. We did an episode mm-hmm. on Tom DeLong and uh the two of the stars academy. But this is back in like when did we do that episode? 2018, 2019? It was 2019. So it was around this time in 2019. Yeah. Okay. So it was when we did that episode to the stars Academy was just kind of getting like it's real footing at, at the time, you know, and Tom DeLong, I think at the time was also just kind of going to places, talking to a lot of people, but there was not a lot of like interest going on uh in terms of ufos or aliens or anything like that i think everybody just kind of took him as a joke at the time of we were yeah, re- and, recording it and to anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about tom delong the uh member of blink 182 mm-hmm. uh a few years ago quit blink 182 to become a full-time alien researcher mm-hmm. he started his own company called to the stars academy i mean it's not a school that's just the name of the company they're just learning. They're and, just learning the stuff. You know, but he's got different <laughs> facets of the company and different, you know, sectors yeah. that are researching different things. Uh, very passionate about it. Also has a lot of ex-government, yes. military, um, you know, different people who were in in supposedly in these uh, top secret classified departments yes uh, are in his yeah academy yeah, yeah. they members. they are legitimate like really smart ex-military ex-intelligence officers who had experiences with ufo with alien phenomena all that sort of stuff at the time of that show's recording like i said 2019 somewhere around there two years ago which is crazy we've been doing this show mm-hmm. over a year already mm-hmm. so Two years ago, time. Uh, wow. He, I don't think he was being taken uh, as seriously as we thought he has. But just yesterday, in fact, actually the last couple of days, where I've just been kind of going out of my mind with conspiracy stuff, uh, there's a new show coming out just called UFO, and it's talking about all the what stuff. A name. <laughs> yeah, super original. Uh, it is talking about all the stuff 
that To The Stars Academy has been releasing over the past like year. Now, if anybody's paying attention to the news, everybody knows that in the past year, there has been this uptick in official, like government-backed UFO paraphernalia, or not paraphernalia, you know what I mean? Re- like uh, uh, it, images, videos. There has been a lot of official documents. There we go. And, and video that have been declassified as of recently, and released that show various UFOs or things of that nature. Now, nothing straight up says aliens, but... No, no, nothing says aliens. um, A lot of things point towards it. Uh, There have been a lot of UFOs, unidentified flying objects... There also were about 25 pages declassified of about Sasquatch. And yeah. the word Sasquatch was used. Yeah. They were looking for out. one. <laughs> they were yeah. looking for him. Yeah. The the thing soft is, is disclosure. Soft disclosure <laughs> about aliens has been happening for years now. Yeah. The past three years. And Tom DeLong has been behind it all. You know? He's like, there. He's there. And like when we thought, oh, he's being crazy, he's going, he's going alien hunting. He is legit. I went, I actually I went back because Tom DeLong went to Joe Rogan. We talked about it on that episode. Tom DeLong went to yep. uh Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan grilled him. Like he did. Held him against I mean, the fire. So. Right, rightfully so, but I mean know. Joe Rogan he gr- is he grilled him pretty hard. He grilled him like uh like a like a dairy queen flamethrower flamethrower burger mm, so tasty Spons. next time you're at uh dairy queen at, at checkout mention to the cashier chap by chap and they'll give you 10 percent off <laughs> just look at you uh yeah sponsored okay all right um i was just thinking when i when i watched that again i feel like i don't know i feel like joe rogan owes tom a little bit of an apology <laughs> you know not yet no tom's not getting apologies from anyone yet no I mean, i'm sure we should do a follow-up on him because uh we should we should uh we should I'm do sure it some new some we new should test it out there. we should test it out on our patreon wink wink nudge nudge no not ah. on the patreon no, no 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 just test it just test it just a little bit anyways the the point Aye. what i was getting at here this whole thing is I ended up going, I started, I was like, okay, well, Tom DeLonge's involved with this. What are the other musicians that have had like UFO like experiences? And yeah, no, I, I was actually surprised. I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be that many. Cause you feel like, don't you feel like when you start to like associate yourself with unknown, weird conspiracy theory sort of stuff, uh, people take you immediately less seriously, especially if you're a superstar. Like some people do, some people take you more seriously, like me. That's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, and I just found this article that just lists off a whole bunch of people. One was Elvis Presley, who allegedly was abducted by aliens, but apparently he was quoted saying that he saw a whole bunch of blue lights over a barn while with his friends. I saw one also confirmed. Lots of heroin. Actually, yeah, lots of heroin, lots of drugs going on in there. <laughs> One thing that is actually really interesting to me is uh, there's a place in California called Joshua Tree. Joshua Joshua yep. Tree. It's a national. It's a park. giant U two album. 
Huge. The U2 album. So the biggest CD in the world. Yeah. Joshua Tree. It uh, It's a... It's a national park in the United States, even though all of our listeners are pretty much from the United States. They know this. Uh, but I found this that. long. I found this like list of all these different musicians that visit Joshua Tree to like meditate, you know, get get in touch with the land. You know, a lot of a lot of Demi Lovato's, a lot of Kesha's. And they oh, can. Yeah. It's <laughs> like Coachella. It's kind of like Coachella, but for like meditation, you know, and yeah. there's this whole like subsect of musicians who go to Joshua tree to kind of reflect, regroup, get their, get their brains in order and possibly do drugs. No, yeah. Que- couple question marks. Couple even, drugs. <laughs> even though like they swear they're not high or stone or like they're not, they're not drunk or high or anything like that. A bunch of them come back. In fact, like to name them is Demi Lovato and Kesha coming back from, Joshua Tree going like I saw fucking UFOs. Apparently, Joshua Tree is like mecca for for UFO sightings. There's a little yeah, well, you know, it's it's desert, it's desert like. You think UFOs like uh, the desert? Are UFOs? They're seen there a lot. UFOs are like Aiel, Aielmen. Yes, huh? they're like that's friendly. what I was trying to say. Thank you for clarifying that for me. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's this has just been something I've been like I've been just going crazy about for the last little bit. I got back into the whole music conspiracy thing, and I've been drinking a lot of good. coffee. I'm moving a mile a minute. Great. We got to get you smoking cigarettes, and we'll be on track. Now, Ooh. let's get into the chapter. But I remembered something. I had a little thing from yesterday that I meant to say that I forgot, and that was that I. So I read yesterday's chapter, and then. I was read redoing it, getting ready for the uh, for the podcast. Re- I was listening to the audiobook, and on the audiobook, the in the Great Hunt, it goes back and forth. There's a, there's a male voice sometimes. There's a female voice. Yeah, that chapter was the female. Yep. And I just want to say that when she said the word terraboners, <laughs> she said terraboners. Whoa! Now I know a lot of people give us, you know. A hard time sometimes about our our use of the words like terra boner, but and the pronunciation, but I don't know because the pronunciation the pronunciation on the official audiobook said terra boner. It's so, true. Well, do with that what you will. Here's here's the thing. I've already made up my mind about this. Uh, we purposely say every word we know incorrectly. That's how. <laughs> That's kind of our thing. That's kind of our thing. That's how we're going to circumvent this whole, you know, pronunciation. Rigamarole. Rigamarole. I love it. I love it. So, chapter 44. What's it say? What's the title called again? Five Ride Forth? Five will ride Five. forth. Five. Ride forth. This this chapter should actually be called and my axe. Absolutely. Yeah. The pretty much that that's what it all culminates to. We're getting close to the climax of this book it doesn't feel like we're getting like it just feels like in the last two chapters we're actually leading to something as soon as they like jumped in time it just like it was like robert jordan's like magic trick to like up to tension and to lead us to a climax which will obviously be like some sort of battle at tom head 
with the Sean Chan, Patton Fane, and the five characters that we have at the end of the chapter. But before we get into yeah. all that stuff, let me give you the play-by-play. So a chapter opens up with Perrin, Matt, Huron, and they're in a town. They're just kind of like looking around. I think they're just scouting, right? They're just kind of like getting the lay of the land. The town in itself is kind of decimated. It's not deserted. There's still people there, but uh, Huron can smell violence um, that happened here from months ago. So much so, I think it... Does it does it make him puke in this chapter? I can't remember. Maybe that's another chapter I'm confusing it about. A little indigestion. Yeah, a little bit of indigestion. Pat and Fane has definitely been there. And they're simply just it's from parents' point of view, and they're simply just trying to like get a lay of the land. And uh Yeah, I I, I is there anything else that was going on? It's from Wolf it's from Wolf Vision. Wolf Vision. Well, and that's the that's the next cool thing that shows up is when the white cloaks show up, so we're getting close with the white cloaks now. Uh, Perrin like connects with a whole bunch of wolves around the area with his mind, yeah. And he's like, the "Hey, guys!" Uh, the wolf cloud. He taps into the wolf cloud. Yeah, he's like, "Hey guys, can you check? Can you check in with the uh, with these guys and see if they recognize us or anything like that?" Which is another thing is like, you run them through the wolf database. The the wolves don't recognize him through their like cerebro, you know, connected database sort of thing. They he has to introduce himself. Wolf cerebro. Yeah, he yeah. has like I think we've t- mentioned this before. He has to like give them a smell. Yep. You know that's why they smell each other's butts. Yeah. So do you think Perrin is like <laughs> he's uploading his butt smell into a wolf yes. cloud so that everybody? Yes. And then there's one wolf, one really old wolf sitting somewhere. In the woods in a chair. And he's got a bald head. And he's, and he's got a little cerebro on top. And he's just like... He's like <laughs> Good butt. And he's searching through. He's yeah. looking for Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> as a wolf. <laughs> um, yeah, he gets he gets connected to the wolves. And he introduces himself. And he's like, can you check out these white clothes? Do they, do they know about us? And the... The wolves don't seem to know anything about the white cloaks. They're like, why are you even talking to us? And he's like, oh, and Perrin's like, all right, I think we're good. So they get out of town. They get out of Dodge. This is good. And then the uh, chapter switches perspectives to Jeffrey Bornholt, one of the white cloaks that we've seen once or twice. I think there's two or three other tw- chapters uh, going mm-hmm. on in this book where we take Jeffrey Bornholt's uh, perspective. And uh, he sees Perrin and Huron and Matt like flee the town. And at first he's like, I don't really recognize. I kind of recognize that one kid, but I don't really recognize him. So I'm just going to kind of leave it as it, leave it as is. So the reason why the uh, Jeff from Bornhold is there is that they're going to go meet and challenge. Uh, they're going to go fight the Sean Chan. And on the way there, he gives a little bit of exposition of what was going on. Uh, they've been in skirmishes with the Sean mm-hmm. Chan on the way there, they've lost a lot of people specifically because of the Damani that the Sean Chan have in their employ killing Don't them. Fuck with Damani. Don't fuck with Damani. All right. Don't fuck with Damani. But before they get with, uh, before they start with the huge battle that's about to commit, uh, commence Bornhold, he orders the rest of the, he orders like the town to like get into an inn. I think he's just kind of like, 
so that the town isn't like fucking with their plans or like give feeds information to the Sean Chan because they're there are they've already been fucked over by the Sean Chan. So like you can't like leave intel for these guys to give. So they give put them all in the inn. And uh before they continue to ride forward, Bornhold uh pulls BR aside and he's like, Look, we're gonna go into battle, but I don't want you there because I want you to go to my son and tell him what has happened. Live or die, winner live or live or die, you know, win or lose. Go talk to my son. Tell us what. Tell him what happened, and that is that is your mission. And that's kind of like the end of three hundred, you know, yeah. where Leonidas yeah, yeah, yeah. tells uh, Faramir, the guy who played Faramir, get out of here, Boromir. Oh yeah, Faramir, Faramir. And he kicks him. Yeah, three, and three, three hundreds, and that's a movie. That is a movie, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So tell him, tell his son about it. Uh, but at that moment, I think uh, Bornhold suddenly remembers that kid that he just saw. And he remembers that it's Perrin. And specifically why he remembers him is because Perrin killed a couple white cloaks back in Eye of the World. He went a little berserk. Shit. Yep. So and that's uh, you don't get away with that. That's not taken lightly. Is that one of our predictions? I can't remember if that's one of our predictions or not. It's not one of mine. Yeah, maybe mine. I can't remember. I'm gonna have to look it up. But uh, the the children of light are coming back, and they're gonna be they're gonna be dealing with Perrin one way or another. Maybe they'll see him at the battle. Maybe they'll see him in the future. Maybe it's not gonna happen in this book. Maybe in the future book. But it's showing us here that the White Cloaks have not forgot about Perrin and what he did to uh, the White Cloaks in the last book. So boom. Right, boom, and uh, it lo- right at the end here. Uh, they there's like an allusion to a winged shape going above them, and that the rest of the guys, Batman, exactly, or Manbat, or Manbat. Mm-hmm. Oh. So Manbat. I don't know what this is. Is this like a dragon? Like, is this our first? It's a mere draw. Is it a mirror draw? No, no, no. It can't be a mirror draw because this is flying. This is above their heads. Like, they don't notice don't it. Don't mirror draw fly around? Or Drakkar. Drakkar. It's a Drakkar. Could be a Drakkar. All right. Maybe getting some intel. Are Drakkar yep. working, like, explicitly? Or, like, is the Dark One, Balsamon, working explicitly? Like, it is known between, you know, Deshaun Chan and Balsamon that they're working together? Or is this more just kind of like... You know, I'm not on your turf. You're not on my turf sort of situation. I thought that they were working together, but maybe it is a turf, turf wars, you know, surf and turf. Because like, as far as I can tell, as far as Balsamon goes, Balsamon seems more as like he's taking advantage whenever he can. You know, he mm-hmm. he knows who Rand is and he knows he wants Rand to lose. But Pat and Fane is also kind of going on his own mission to kind of fuck with Rand. And that's kind of like, do it however, me- whatever means necessary. You know what I mean? Like, if you have to yeah. go, if you have to go join the Sean Chan, join the Sean Chan. You know, if you have to get, Jeez. if you have Don't to go, uh, if you have to go, you know, uh, 
get a job at McDonald's and serve him poison burgers without him knowing. You get a job, and you get a job at McDonald's. And you get a job at McDonald's. Do what you gotta do. Keep the horn safe. Yeah. Protect the horn and serve- protect your neck. Protect your neck. <laughs> like the Wu Tang Clan says. And then, the third perspective change in this chapter, which is fucked. I think we've only seen what? two. Not anymore. Yeah, I think new record. Only, I think we've only seen two, unless it's like it goes from one character to another character and then back to the same character. That might have happened, but I don't think I've seen three before. That's a lot in one chapter. It's a lot. It comes back to Rand, and Rand has Matt, Huron, parents show up, and they kind of more or less discuss what their plan is going to be. Rand is like training, whatever. But uh, when Matt and Rand and Huron show up, parents like White Cloaks are in that town. Uh, they have more or less an idea of where the te- where the horn might be, and that's got to be in Falm. 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 So it kind of comes down to what they. It comes down to who's going to go. Who's going to go there? And that's where we have this and my axe situation and my axe more or less. And I think it comes down to Varen going like there has to be five because that's the, that's the Corinthian cycle prophecy. I don't think she says that per se, but it's only five that can go. And I went and looked it up that the Corinthian cycle is five will ride forth. Four will come back. So one of these guys, which will include, uh, Who's going? Inktar's going. Dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Inktar, Inktar's dead. Matt, Perrin, Rand. Not loyal. Loyal's not going. Oh, Hiran. Hiran. L- so Hiran or Inktar? It's either, it's either Hiran or Inktar. I don't know. I think Hiran's got a little bit more plot in him. I think I think we can get him yeah. another book out of that guy. You know, uh, he's he's a plot device. That's for sure. He's a plot <laughs> He, hey man, he puts a lot of work in for these guys, um, and that's pretty much like the the they pr- they they get the gang together. Loyal hangs back. He's just gonna kind of hang out with Varen, and I guess we're gonna see. We're getting into the last chapters. We're getting the last chapters here, man. Things are happening. Things, Things are happening. Are I think here, I think Huron's gonna die. I think his violent smelling is too op, and. uh and we gotta relieve our heroes of that. I think Ingtar has gotta I think something's gonna happen with Ingtar. I think Ingtar has been alluding to some evil doings. You know how like crazy mm. he gets when he talks about the horn. He's like twirling like, his mustache and stuff. He's like, I gotta get that horn. You guys don't understand. I gotta I gotta get that horn. I need that horn. Give me that horn. Come on, where's that horn at? Where is it? Where is it, people? But I think that's everything I want to cover today, man. That's everything. That is chapter 44. Five. 45. What did I say? No, I thought you said 45, but you said five will ride forth. Five will ride forth. Please give us a follow on the Twitters at Chap by Chap on the Instagram at Chapter by Chapter Podcast. 
and we will be back tomorrow with chapter 45 Blade Master At this point in the show, I want to show our support for our Gouda Big Cheese Daddy for taking part in our Patreon. Yes, our Patreon executive producer tier. If you would like to become a Gouda Grandmaster, head on over to the Patreon. You can find it in our uh, episode notes in the description and join the ranks of the elite.